ماذا يحدث في العالم؟ Hey everybody, welcome to What in the World? I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Quincy Johnson. <laughs> you sound different this week. Yeah. Well, you know, in America it's not it's it's easier to be a white man, so That's that's a good point. I'm gonna just stop there. Hi, it's Brett. <laughs> Quincy's not here this week. Brett Raider, Quincy Johnson is on a movie set or some shit, like oh, he yeah. often has to do. Quincy has such a dynamic career. I just do the Does same he? thing. I do I do the same thing over and over. He's out doing comedy. He's doing commercials. He's in a Paramore video. Hell yeah. Has a speaking role in Paramore's, I think the, one of them. Not a lot of speaking roles in music videos. Yeah. He plays, how meta is this? He plays the director of a music video in the Paramore, vi- or like the director of a news segment or something. I got to check that out. Yeah, he's he's he talks. He's all up in the camera. Everybody, go check that out. And Quincy will be back next week, hopefully, unless he like just gets a big fucking acting job or sure. something. Good for him. And then leave us behind. Yeah, leave us in the dust. Or maybe it'll be like Wu Tang, and he'll he'll get on and just bring us all up. A rising tide, my friend. Yeah, we can be like the master killer of <laughs> oh, yeah. Quincy's career. <laughs> That'd be great. So uh, thank you for doing this at the last minute. Yeah, no, yeah, man. I appreciate I've it. I've never listened to this podcast. It's it's a uh, it's a niche podcast. It's about world politics and events and things. Something that I keep up with every day. Well, a lot of it does tie. A lot of what we talk to yeah. ties into Trump and things. Yeah, it's more about what America's doing all around the world mm. and the rise of Trump types all around the world kind of why i wanted to start doing the podcast but also we sometimes get to talk shit about things people in other countries love a whole lot have you talked about australia's immigration policies we have talked about it a little bit they're pretty fucking harsh my girlfriend and i who's australian who we were having just a a conversation yesterday about the horrible things that are happening uh with the detention facilities in america and she's like yeah this this has been happening in australia for 20 years Oh, yeah, for sure. And Australia has, they have like islands, like detention islands that they put refugees on. Exactly. Yeah. There are people who were literally born in the detention centers or were brought there as infants as they, you know, their families came from, you know, Southeast Asia, wherever. And when they're 18 are just released into the world or released into Australia finally because now they're. They're adults. Right. And of course, and as we'll see in 10, 15, 18 years down the road from now, they get into drugs and crime and stuff because they're completely oh, not a, not adjusted to living outside of a prison. Their parents should raise them better inside that prison. Yeah. Just be better parents. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. It's 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 pretty crazy. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> today, we're talking about the World Cup. <laughs> yeah. That's a Vuvuzela. We should have gotten a Vuvuzela on the soundboard for yeah. this. 
But I mean, we're not really talking about the World Cup because I don't think either of us give a shit about soccer. Yeah. Audience, hey, we're going to talk about the World Cup for the next hour or maybe not. But Adam and I don't give two fucks. I, together. We don't even give a single fuck together. Not, yeah, not a if combined we rubbed our, fuck. If we rubbed our fucks <laughs> together, you would there wouldn't be one and you wouldn't start a fire. Yeah, it would do nothing for you. You would need way more fucks yeah. after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my feeling about soccer is I, I checked out the World Cup, you know, in, uh, I guess, you know, 06 and 10 and 14. And I was invited to a party in 14 to watch one of the semifinals or the final and it just kind of hit me i had like that moment at the end of boogie nights where mark Wahlberg, it, where there where alfred molina's like like chinese friend is like lighting firecrackers <laughs> and thomas jane is about to get shot in the chest with a shotgun and mark Wahlberg just sort of stares and the camera just lingers on his face as he realizes what his life has become <laughs> i to what i i was sitting there watching the world cup final and i was like this sucks I'm with a bunch of Americans who don't give a single fuck about soccer right. for three years and 11 months. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's a novella. Every time he crosses, look at that cross. <laughs> look at the cross. How beautiful. And I'm like, you, you don't care. I really despise Americans who pretend to care about soccer for this one month every four years. And I've just stopped caring. Yeah. I, I tried to watch the World Cup one year. I think it was when I was in South Dakota. So it would have been probably 2010, was mm. there one? Something like that. Is that the one where the guy yeah, headbutted that, that the other tracks. guy? That was pretty dope. Yeah, there, there, I, do like, Zidane. I do like when there's genuine violence in soccer because oh, yeah. it's so hard to hide. <laughs> but it's also so easy to tell when someone's faking being hurt, which happens so much in oh, soccer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's... It's so sad to watch. A guy will punch another guy, and the the puncher will fall over and act hurt. Yeah. There's a – I was going to put it in the notes for this episode, but there's a really famous incident between two fucking players. Who knows who they are? But one guy kicked a ball, and it hit the dude in the knee, and the dude who got hit in the knee fell to the ground and started covering his face like he got hit in the face. (laughs) And it was so blatant and sad to watch. And I hate the argument when people are like, oh, well, there's only 12 minutes of action in American football. There's less than that in soccer, and the rest is just just people running running the fuck around. Yeah. That is not, that doesn't count as action. It's like a basketball game, the amount of just running back and forth. But if the the court was four times longer. And the, the the basket was even smaller. Like, they only scored maybe three times a game total per... Yeah. I understand the sort of euphoric feeling of a soccer goal. I, I like hockey, and I went to a game this year with a friend who had never been to a hockey game and didn't really check, didn't really know much about it. And he's like... And when a team scored, it, I was like, this is... When a team scores in hockey or soccer, it's like orgasmic because there's so much, like, tugging yeah. but n- no coming... <laughs> and there's so much blue balls about a score in one of these sports where right. it happens. You're like, ah, it's such a release. And it feels really good. But um, It feels a little more tolerable in hockey, the fact that they don't score that much. Because they're at least on ice. There's big, and there's the sirens. Goal, the and, goal is a lot smaller. Yeah. There's still the same amount of people guarding it, but it's significantly smaller. And they still manage to score as much or more than the average soccer match. Oh, for sure. So, for sure. 
They should make the goal bigger in soccer. <laughs> like in a, they should make it just the entire width of like, the end of the. If MLS wants to the get pitch or whatever they call their field, MLS is like up against tennis and like darts for like who's the fifth most. <laughs> what's the fifth most important American sport? Because you have. Football, American football. I would argue golf. Is golf, a, for yeah. sure. Yeah, exactly. NASCAR, some yeah. might argue. Those all get more attention stateside if, than American soccer. And we have a soccer league. And the NHL made this change in the early 2000s. They made the padding that the goalies wear, and I think their stick, a little bit smaller. To yeah. To increase the amount of goals that were scored. And people scored more goals. And, and like now a regular hockey game is like 5-3. to three. That doesn't right. happen in soccer. Yeah. It's like one, one, one. <laughs> a brilliant match. <laughs> a novella. <laughs> yeah. I just, I can't do it. I can't watch yeah, soccer. And on top of that, FIFA is just a really corrupt organization. Indeed. And the World Cup brings all the awful shit to its host countries that the Olympics does. And sometimes worse. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right. mainly. We're not talking about... Like, yeah, we're not just going to shit talk the beautiful game and Cristiano Ronaldo and things like I that. I just said Rodaldo. <laughs> There's probably a Rodaldo too, I'm sure. <laughs> and, yeah, the other thing about soccer, imagine, like, I can't think of any NFL game where player, where where fans would, like, Make monkey noises at the black players, but that's you hear a, about that all the time. In that's soccer. a specifically every country but America uh, thing. Yeah. Like maybe <laughs> Canada. Like maybe Canada's team doesn't do that. And listen, I could ask, but like I'm sure in Australia they do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it would not surprise me. Yeah, yeah. But we're talking about some of the scandals around the 2018 World Cup. <laughs> but first. A message from Vladimir Putin. I welcome football supporters and the best football teams on the planet. All those who have already come to Russia. And those who are getting ready to take part in the greatest international event, the FIFA World Cup. For our country, it's a great joy and honor to receive representatives from the massive footballing family. We will gift you with a real celebration filled with sporting passion and strong emotions. I hope that you will have lasting memories, not only of the matches of the best teams and the skills of the players, but also your acquaintance with Russia, its distinctive culture, unique history, rich character, and her hospitable, sincere, and friendly people. Okay. We've done everything to ensure our guests, sportsmen, experts, and of course fans feel at home in Russia. We will talk about how very not true that is. We've opened our country and our hearts to the world. Welcome to the FIFA World Cup. Welcome to Russia. <laughs> Stuck the fuck out of that landing. That was good. I could not have done that. I have a hard enough time reading aloud as it is, <laughs> as I'm sure people have slowly noticed <laughs> on this podcast network. But with him talking in your, it sounded like it was a real news thing where like they cut to like, oh, and the president of South Korea said this, and then like the person. They cut to the set pre the South Korean president, and they talk, and then the interpreter talks. Like, oh, it was good. It sounded real. It was good. 
Thank you very much. I feel like I played a, a big part in that. It was great timing. So the thing about this video, there are a lot of reasons why Russia would want to make a video like that. But let's just talk about the soccer reasons. Apparently at the 2016, they have UEFA written UEFA. as UEFA. UEFA? That's UEFA. A, just it's a word? Like- yeah, there's like all these smaller soccer tournaments. Uh-huh. Like there's one that's like just the like the Americas, basically meaning North and South America and Central America, and it's like a smaller tournament that happens in the off years. So I think UEFA is one of them. Oh, is okay. the European sort of European and maybe including Russia and stuff too. So there are these smaller soccer tournaments that happen. I and, and UEFA is one of them. Gross. Yeah. In 2016 at the UEFA European Football Championship in France, Russian fans attacked English fans prior to a match between the two countries, and their goal, <laughs> goal, don't get it, was they wanted to take the title of, quote, hooligan culture capital away from England. I'm not going to do this in a Russian accent because I can't do one, but that's incredible <laughs> that they're like, Oi, bruv, you think you can be hooligans? We can be proper hooligans. <laughs> Everyone who likes soccer is. Yeah, from, yeah. From Chelsea. So, yeah, this turned into a big fucking fracas. I've and, never heard of it till today. I mean, sure. yeah, none of us gave a shit. And even worse, when it became news, Russia basically, first they just made fun of the British fans that got beat up. And then they blamed France for not having better security. as And those were the reasons why this happened. Which, that sounds Russian as shit. But... To ease those concerns around the World Cup, there is this movement that started. I don't know if it's a government thing <laughs> or just among the Russian people, but it's called Gentle Fan. Soviet All Russia. one word. <laughs> fan gentles you. <laughs> All one word for some reason. Gentle Fan. And <laughs> English fans who attended a Manchester United match in Russia last week were warned beforehand that they shouldn't wear their team colors because it might incite the soccer hooligans in Russia. So kind of like going to a Raiders game now, you can't wear the opposing team's jersey. So that's the program of gentle fan is like, don't come, don't be a fan of other teams here. No, that was, they were, they were expecting violence and aggression, but instead when they showed up, all the fans started like handing out gifts and blankets and shit. How nice. Russia is totally reformed. So, I guess everything's fixed now. Russia's a safe place. But some of these idiots did come not realizing how cold it was going to get, and that's why the blankets. Uh, What the fuck were we, as a world, thinking in, like, 2008 when they were like, hey, let's uh, do an Olympics and a World Cup in Russia? Like, what was going on? geopolitically where in the probably early 2000s all these olympics and world cups are are sort of their their locations are decided like at least close to 10 years out right what were we thinking in like 2004 when it was like you know who's probably gonna be cool russia (laughs) well the thing about it that was near the beginning of putin's reign not Mm. it, it was about three or four years into it and i think they were still kind of straddling the line between what they were after the fall of communism where Mm -hmm. it was this like almost democracy kind of thing that we like stopped caring about and they were starting to turn toward what putin has made them now so i i can see it from that perspective but it it 
puts us in a weird spot now because Russia is Russia again, and now we have to go hold sporting competitions yeah. there. But we're going to... Bring gonna, your cell phones. <laughs> we will not hack them. We're going to talk at the end about the next World Cup, which seems like it's going to be significantly worse. A player's going to die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Several people have already died. And oh, yeah. Lots more will. But back to Russia. <laughs> but back to Russia. There was rampant exploitation of workers in the lead up to not surprised. the World Cup, which shouldn't surprise anyone. According to Human Rights Watch, this is a quote, tens of thousands of workers are building the stadiums and infrastructure necessary for hosting of the World Cup. These workers often face exploitation, poor working conditions, and little recourse for the abuses. Russia built or renovated 10 stadiums and built infrastructure to control the flow of tens of thousands of fans. And some of the things Human Rights Watch found when they visited World Cup stadium sites in 2016 and 17, non-payment of wages, three to four month delays in payment of wages, workers required to work outdoors in below freezing temperatures. That's what beat the Nazis. Yeah. Now we're expecting these workers to survive <laughs> it. Failure to provide work contracts and other documentation required for legal employment, which, I, as I read further, I, I found that actually makes it harder for these workers, if they're being abused, to go to court and say, hey, I'm being abused, because yeah. they don't even have documentation showing that they're actually working. Mm -hmm. And at least 17 worker deaths. So Russia was like, yeah, well, we can do the World Cup and Olympics here. And then for like the last 10 years, they went to like the equivalent of the Home Depot and like got a pickup truck full of guys. Right. And it was like, build stadium. <laughs> we will not pay you any money and you will perhaps escape with your life. <laughs> and uh, that's what's been going on. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, they also reported when they went to actually try and inspect these stadiums, there was all this intimidation, like one worker got arrested. And when they arrested him, the people who arrested him immediately addressed him by his name, which means he had been under surveillance yeah. before they arrested him. And this is just people trying to make sure motherfuckers aren't dying building soccer stadiums. And the craziest thing about all of this, there have been all these reports about worker deaths there were all these strikes all these news stories and the whole time fifa has just been praising the shit out of russia for everything they did to prepare for the world cup yeah despite despite all the deaths they they have really uh come through in their promises to <laughs> to pay me individually in my offshore in my like saint thomas bank account right i've been paid millions of dollars uh to allow this to happen so I'm very pleased with what's going on. Yeah. And if you look at, like, we don't even have stuff about how corrupt FIFA is in the notes. If you look into that, that's probably not far from the truth. It's just someone, it, it just seems like a completely corrupt organization where you can just kind of pay your way into anything. I just assume everyone who makes decisions regarding FIFA and the Olympics are just these, like, 68-year-old, fat, slimy French dudes with slicked-back white hair who, like, are... Yeah. They're probably, if you really, like, looked into it, probably could get me too probably have some, like, <laughs> sexual assaults in their history. Like, that's just... They wear sunglasses all the time. Oh, God. This is the head of FIFA, Sepp Blatter. 
And he, sounds like a sounds like someone who runs like it sounds like Sebulba. He sounds like <laughs> like an evil alien character in Star Wars universe who's like yeah. you must give me your units. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is I didn't put a lot about him in the notes either, but he's a real fucking piece of work. Oh, he's the former president. I wonder Yeah, they they voted him out or he he finished a term somewhat recently. Height 53. Holy shit. He's very old. He's like the prince of soccer. <laughs> but I rem- I saw a quote from him where they were talking about how to get more interest in women's soccer and he was like why don't we just have them start dressing like female volleyball players? Women are very attractive and we should play that part up. Don't disagree. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, obviously, women should dress however they want to dress for, like, if they want to wear shorts and a t-shirt or whatever the hell they wear for their, yeah, you know, whatever. I I just, I have a, I have like a, a, an open part of my heart for female volley players, volleyball players. I just, when the, when the Summer Olympics comes around, I am like, give me that women's volleyball. Yeah. I am. Not even shy about it. I'm just like very turned on. It's by, very beautiful to by watch. Tall women not wearing anything, <laughs> jumping, screaming. But they're also playing a sport that's fun to watch. Yeah, volleyball's dope. <laughs> this I played volleyball in high school. It was pretty fun. <laughs> you like on the yeah high school volleyball team? I wasn't very good. I'm just I'm still impressed. Yeah, man. That's you should have stuck with it. You could have gone to college behind that. No, I couldn't have. <laughs> So there's also this German reporter named Hajo Seppelt. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. But he's the journalist who broke all of these different Russian doping scandal stories that kept Russia out of like, the most recent Winter Olympics, for example. Remember all those athletes had to... Icarus. Isn't, yeah, isn't he yeah. the one who's... Is he the... He's not the guy who did the... Um... He's not the guy... But I think that guy comes up. Is that uh, uh, Grigory Rodchenkov? Oh, I think so. I saw sixty minutes about him. Yeah, Icarus is a great documentary. I haven't checked it out, but I saw the I saw the sixty minutes. Yeah. Well, That's the <laughs> <laughs> but the the journalist who broke a lot of those stories, he has been, basically been told by the German government that he should not go to the World Cup. Don't go anywhere where we know that you will be because. Someone might stab you with poison, <laughs> and that's the same thing with the the guy Grigory, uh, whatever. I, I'm not sure if that's if that's the right guy, but the guy who was sort of the head, uh, sort of the mastermind, and he was kind of engineered the whole program of like with the Olympics of like right. oh, we had these secret doors where we swap out the real urine for the fake urine, and I built these. These sort of tamper-proof, like, very elaborate containers that we actually could swap out. Anyways, that guy is in America and he's not welcome in Russia. He's under, under witness protection. De- yeah, and he was on sixty minutes. You can look it up with within the last year or so. And they had to like put him in like meet the clumps makeup. Like they had to <laughs> put like put a bunch of prosthetics on him and stuff because they don't because he doesn't even want anyone to know what he looks like anymore. And I guess he's changed his appearance. Yeah. from what he normally appears, but like they, they've changed his appearance again just for the interview so he could do the interview on television. Right. Yeah, and they're actually – that's one of the reasons this guy doesn't want to go. They're holding in Russia, 
I have it in the notes. See, back in May, he was denied a visa to travel to Russia. They called him a persona non grata. That's incredible. I thought they would have been like, yeah, come. We'll, well welcome they, you with open pistols. They were. <laughs> they uh, Germany, for some reason, pressured them to let this guy go. And Russia was like, okay, fine. Send him. And now Germany's like, okay, no, don't Weird. go. Weird. Because they, Russia is holding a... Russian State Investigative Committee hearing into Grigory Rodchenkov. And what Germany is worried about is that they'll hold that hearing while this journalist from Germany is in the country to cover the World Cup, and they'll call him to testify in that hearing. Hmm. And if he doesn't cooperate, they'll arrest him, and then who the fuck... Or they'll just shoot him in the street. Find a new new sport to cover. (laughs) Do college baseball in America. <laughs> World baseball. I'm living in Omaha. Yeah, go to Omaha and cover like University of Georgia against against Texas A&M. That, yeah, I don't – and the, they bring this up as another example of what it's like being a journalist in Russia. And at some point, it, it is kind of like, stop being a journalist in Russia, man. Go somewhere else and report on that shit hey, like man. I do. I'll probably get murdered by Russia at some point. Wouldn't, wouldn't surprise if me. I die, Russia did it mm. or diabetes. Mm. Russian diabetes, I got probably. The diabetes. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the Russian authorities have, or German authorities have basically told this guy he should not go there. But all the scandals aren't completely Russia's, though. There's some fun ones. There's yes. Mexico. They had a farewell party. This is big news around the World Cup. Mexico had a national, their national football team had a farewell party, and it turned out there were about 30 prostitutes there, which I don't, okay, I don't (laughs) totally have, I mean, I don't have a problem with this as long as the prostitutes are there on their own will, which that's, that's the thing that, that's the problem with prostitution. It's not, especially in that part of the world too. Yeah. That's the problem with prostitution is not like people doing it. Or like people wanting to pay for that service. Yeah, it's not the pay. It's for just sex. that it's just that you don't know that they're not being forced into this, or that they're right. not like, like literally slaves to the pimps or whoever. Right. Mexico seems like they have a fun thing going on with their team. They want to have some hookers. Cool. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota Vikings had hookers on a on a boat. Hookers on a boat. Yeah. In a, in the, on like some lake. Yeah. Somewhere. Whatever. I mean, hopefully they're like independent sex workers who are. Because you got to assume they're not go like it's the national team and they're about to go to the World Cup. You assume someone would have paid a little extra, but also get the get the non sex trafficked prostitutes. I I am not up on national on sports in Mexico. I'm mainly really U, I'm mainly a U.S. guy. But we're so close mainly. to Mexico, we are, Brett. I could see it from my house. Yeah, but like okay, if the American hockey team had a going away party before the olympics there would be tons of hot girls there who weren't prostitutes who'd want to fuck the dudes like why oh, do you need sure. prostitutes these guys are probably fucking rock stars in their country <laughs> like why do you need prostitutes yeah. can't you just get hot women to sh- show up like they're gonna want to fuck the dudes this is just what happens when you're an, like an athlete at the height of your game and soccer is huge in mexico like i don't know why they have to be prostitutes that was that was kind of my question too. Couldn't you just fill the room with women who wanted to hang out with? That's not hard. Mexican soccer. Do you want to go to a party? Free booze, hot dudes, so hot. Yeah, 
they would be like, Easy. you don't even have to pay me. Then it's not, yeah, then it's not a scandal. It's just a party at Drake's house, basically. Yeah. But they made it a scandal. It, and apparently it happens all the time. They, like, the Mexican national team is always getting wrapped up in issues with prostitutes, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> but the players aren't going to be sanctioned. This is a quote. <laughs> it's, like the, the, it's like the Mexican national team is like Elmer Fudd. And like the <laughs> prostitutes are Bugs Bunny with a wig on. They're like, oh, damn it. <laughs> prostitutes again. Not again. This is a quote from Guillermo Cantu, general secretary of the Mexican Football Federation. A free day is a free day, and those are the risks that one runs with freedom. Sounds like a good boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't totally have a problem. <laughs> Obviously, people should not be sex trafficked. Right. I don't support that. But aside from that, assuming that they're not sex trafficked prostitutes, I don't have a problem with yeah. this. Whatever. Who cares? Show us evidence that they're having been a sex party. trafficked. People are fucking. <laughs> this is what people have been doing for millions of years. Getting yeah. drunk and fucking. What about bribery? This is like pure FIFA. This is Oh yeah, this, this is, is a this is that good shit. This is what people came here for. Ghana had a referee bribery scandal. Outrage in the soccer community. There was a documentary that made the rounds in the country which netflix yeah probably netflix ghana and it showed around a hundred referees and officials <laughs> allegedly taking bribes like all at once did they i wonder if they just all got in no, a room went, and someone was no just they making just, it rain they had the little like camera inside the glasses or inside the yeah the like suitcase or whatever and they're like yo here's a hundred bucks if just you let like, me set my suitcase on the give table this guy or yellow card or something <laughs> like that. i don't know they, among the implicated officials, was an assistant referee who was supposed to be officiating at the World Cup. Now, here's what is interesting to me. This ref, Aden Range Marwa, he is a Kenyan referee. He took a gift of around $600. I was looking into what they pay the refs at the World Cup, and an assistant referee gets around twenty five or 30000 plus they get a per-match amount. They get, they get like a base 30000 plus you know, per match. Right. Which, my, yeah, my, I imagine that's gotta, that's gotta was, go a little ways in Kenya. Was this the, was this the guy who, the assistant referee who took 600 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my assumption and just being like an American who doesn't know anything is like 600 bucks probably goes a lot up a long way in like Ghana or Kenya or wherever. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Like that's not, 600 bucks to me is like doesn't pay my rent for no but year. what i'm saying is is it enough to risk the thirty thousand that you're gonna get you know in um like a month from now yeah like you would assume like you gotta like if i'm making 30 grand over a month at the world cup let's just say to referees like you gotta give me another 30 just to get me out of bed right right yeah you gotta double what they're paying me or something to get me to cheat but also i'm you know not living in kenya right now what the fuck do i know yeah so i don't, I don't know i mean yeah they also fifa removed the saudi arabian refereeing team from its list of world cup officials i'm surprised we the united states didn't invade fifa for fucking with saudi arabia but <laughs> one of their officials received a life ban for trying to fix a cup match in saudi arabia and so now they're using video assistant referees, which sounds like instant replay, Yeah, I guess. And they're doing it for corruption reasons. Basically, if there's a sketchy call, 
the head referee can overturn it. Sure. But also the head referee could be the sketchy one. Yeah, I don't know if video if that means the head referee at the game or if it's a like let's go to New York situation where like in I think in baseball, you know, when there's a, cha- a video challenge in baseball, the umpires at the game don't read the review, they just hop on the phone with right. with some control. I think football's so like that too now, isn't it? I think they're now with football and basketball, I don't think that they necessarily get the final word from them but they now get to communicate with a league office that's watching it as well right so they can communicate with like somewhat like maybe there's like a head referee in a at, at a booth somewhere in new york or wherever that's like actually this is the rule like i can look it up right now i have yeah. my wikipedia open uh so i don't know what that means but yeah but like and then in basketball they just lean over the scorer's table and someone slides them a 20 yeah but I don't know. Yeah, but what you're saying is right. Like, how do you know that the head referee isn't bought and paid yeah. for? If 600 bucks is the going rate for an assistant, I'd imagine I kind of want 800, <laughs> 950 for a head referee. Yeah, I kind of want to try and fix a World Cup game now. I could just take one month out, off my rent and I could, like, fix the next three <laughs> World Cups. <laughs> it's like supporting a child in Africa. Just, yeah. Like, like, what do you want to support in Africa? A child is like a dollar. Those are the animal commercials. <laughs> For a cup of coffee a day, you could influence an international sporting event. <laughs> that would be so dope. <laughs> I know. Man. I would. I would support that. You know what? We should have that as like a separate unpops Patreon thing. Like, if we raise enough money, we'll try and sway. Like, we want to get a weird country to win a match. We yeah. Want, like Tunisia. Yeah. To Tuni- Yeah, we want Tunisia to advance <laughs> at, at least group two stage yeah are they i wonder if they're in the world cup right now they Probably. are they lost to england the other day oh that tracks <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about the next world cup which this is the one that if you thought i didn't give a shit now <laughs> <laughs> this one is going to be in cutter or qatar however you yeah, want to pronounce it i believe it, it is cutter it's both. You can act, it is actually yeah. you can it's pronounce like it either way. country. <laughs> that selection happened in 2010 and since then here's the thing about Qatar, it's all desert. There's nothing there. Word. <laughs> and they're building all of this infrastructure to host the World Cup. They're going to spend 220 billion dollars. That is 60 times more than South Africa spent to host the World Cup. Yeah. It's also it's the middle of the desert. They're also doing this World Cup in the winter time in Qatar, so it'll only be 115 degrees out. Well, they wanted to the do it in the summer at first, and people were like, "It's like 115 degrees there in the summer. People are gonna die." And yeah, they're moving it to the winter, but now it's gonna fuck with like established leagues in England and things that run during that time. Yeah, sure. But yeah, it's still gonna be hot as shit there. They're actually building a new city to host the World Cup final. The city doesn't even exist yet. It's called Lusail City. It will be located north of Doha if you're in the neighborhood. Mm. And it will cost $45 billion to build. And this is going to be a city capable of housing something like 450,000 people. Middle of the desert, no electricity, no water. They're going to have to somehow provide all of that shit think about the environment if nothing else i don't want to go yeah and 
the thing is, the way they're they're building it, it's being done. A lot of the work is being done by migrant workers. We're probably going to do an unpops episode about this at some point. Because, we only have four. <laughs> we only have three years and eleven months. To, yeah, to and it. I like to save the really cheery, upbeat stuff for the main podcast. They're working under something called the Kafala system, which is really common among countries in this part of the Middle East, and it is basically slave labor. If you don't work, we chop off your hands. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Not surprised. The way it works is when you, if you're a migrant worker who comes to Qatar to work building stadiums for the World Cup, you're working under the kafala system, which means your employer is basically your parent. And they have legal yes. guardianship and ownership over you. If you want to leave the country, you have to get a special visa granted by your employer. Yeah, so a lot of these people are not Qatarians, Qatarians. They are people from Africa, from elsewhere in the Middle East. These are people, basically workers who are getting a visa to live in Qatar so they can have this job. Like, right. Yeah, they're like indentured servants from, right. other, from other even poorer nations. Yeah, and what happens is, and they're already seeing this with, the people working to build the stadiums for the next World Cup, is these workers, they live in horrifying housing conditions. They work under really oppressive conditions. They don't get paid a lot of times. At one point, someone reported, one of the human rights groups reported seeing people actually signing statements saying that they were paid just so they could get their visa to get out of the country, yeah. even though they weren't actually paid. And it's a rampant system throughout the Middle East, and it is basically slave labor. And it's what's being used to build all the facilities for the next World Cup. The World Cup, only on Fox. <laughs> and that's the thing. No one cares. Like, there's no, one no, cares, no. no advertisers are going to pull out over it. Bud Light's not going to no. say anything about slave and labor. And the World Cup's going to come and go. It's going to be a month of fun in Qatar, hanging out with some people and then it's going to go away and these this town the city of whatever and all these stadiums are going to be empty and they're going to rot yeah and decay for the next hundred years and it's it's like which is kind of what's happening in brazil it's, now it's just you know i know there's problems of like i know like bringing the olympics to la is like not a great idea and the Olymp and the world next the world cup after that 2026 is going to be happening in north america but like we got infrastructure here. We got stadiums yeah. here already. Like, yeah, it's going to be annoying. Yeah, we're probably going to be displacing homeless people, poor people. But, like, it's either we have this the Olympics and these soccer tournaments here where we already have giant stadiums or some other company pays out the nose to build a bunch of stadiums in their own country and just like a bunch of slaves die. Right. It's like, I don't know. Why not I just have it here? We have, we have the I, house. We have the houses. Yeah. I think especially with the Olympics, they should just be in one place. They I should, think they should be in Greece where I they think started. It's a great idea. They should build like a large island or series of islands in the Mediterranean that are like the Olympic islands. And like we live, someone maintains them over the four years, but no one lives there. There's, um, and it's just these islands that are, they have the basketball stadium, they have the volleyball courts, they have the luge. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe we have a separate winter place that's like in the Alps or in Siberia yeah. somewhere. Or Siberia would be good. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we do, we have like a summer location and a winter location. 
and every four years we return to that location, and that's just international ground. It's like space, baby. Yeah, everyone. It's every, well, it's Elon Musk, but it's you know we have the we have the velodrome, we have the beaches, we have the swimming courts, and it's there, and it's like this, it's this international this international ground that we all respect, pay into. We all, yeah, we all pay into. We all respect. Maybe yeah, maybe U.S. pays in a little bit more. Maybe the richer companies uh, countries pay in a little bit more. Yeah. And it's and it's just something nice that we all can share, rather than like Morocco was trying to get the the <laughs> World Cup, the twenty twenty six one. It came down to this sort of co North American bid from Canada, the U S, and Mexico, or Morocco. It's like, oh great, yeah. After all the shit that's going on in Qatar, oh yeah, let's build thirty more stadiums in Morocco. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Qatar. The International Trade Union Confederation, according to them, around 1,200 people have died already in Qatar on projects to build up the World Cup stadiums. And by the time the World Cup begins in 2022, they estimate another 4,000 will have died. Just in the name of comparison, 10 people died prepping for the 2014 World Cup which was in Brazil. That yeah. was the one where we were like, we're all going to die if the World oh, yeah, Cup and the Olympics thing. happen yeah. in Brazil. But only 10 people died. And South Africa, two people died. And one of them was that girl that the guy with no leg shot. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, like, 1,200 people already dead. That's insane. But no one's going to protest. No one's going to say, hey, maybe we should just all protest the World Cup in 2020. <laughs> and in I said twenty 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 instead of twenty twenty two. And in America, no one's gonna die building World Cup stadiums because they already exist, but many thousands of people will die from just random gun violence. Uh, yeah. And people I, I assume people die when they get displaced. Whenever the Olympics or the World Cup comes to town, they always clean up the homeless problem and I never know where those people go. But they always push homeless people out of the areas where rivers. I don't know. They yeah, build like, stadiums in America. We're going to have the World Cup in 2026. It's going to be in like 10 or 12 different cities: L.A., New York, Denver, San Francisco, Atlanta, Chicago. Your major metropolises with large right. football, you know, multi-use stadiums. But yeah, I mean, the, there is going to be a a push to clean up those cities in the months before the World Cup. Yeah, the people. purge. The purge. The Don't purge is coming. Gonna go. You still haven't watched the purge movies, have you? No interest. What's your problem? Why are you being this way? I don't know. I saw the tra- I saw the trailer for the purge the other day. Pur- the first purge. I was at the movie theater. Saw the trailer. I was like, all right. I feel like I've seen. It just, it just looks dumb. It's not. Okay. It's really good. Oh, also, Cutter said they plan to quote. Screen World Cup visitors for homosexuality. Bum bum ba Wow. How? How would they screen for that? I don't they, know. Yeah, they they, they have like a honeypot system. <laughs> that wouldn't be a bad idea. Welcome to Cutter. Can I suck your dick? <laughs> and if you say, and if you're a guy, you say yes. Get out of here. Beat no, it. No soccer for you. No World Cup. That's horrible. Yeah, it's that's it's, horrible. It's pretty. Good thing fu- we're being friends with these countries. Yeah, and the thing about Qatar is that's where Al Jazeera is based out of, mm. and we always talk about Al Jazeera as being this like really credible news source. Mm. But they also, you will not hear shit about the awful things Qatar does. No, on Al Jazeera because Al Jazeera is owned by Qatar, 
And yeah, the next World Cup, as bad as this one has been in terms of human rights shit, the next one's going to be so much worse. And and we don't hear about it because I don't think Americans don't care. Yeah. I mean, they don't care about soccer. Fox is dying to get people just to watch the stupid games that are light and fun. Right. Right? Like, no one is going to care about the horrible stuff that's happening behind the scenes. We can't yeah. even get We can't even get Americans like me to watch the games that ostensibly don't come with the baggage of you don't need to know about the baggage of all the people who are dying and all the prostitutes or whatever to enjoy the games. You can yeah. just be childlike and be like, ah, oh, it's a novella every time they cross the pitch. But <laughs> they, I, you know, whatever. I don't care about soccer. Yeah. It's horrible. The world is full of horrible, horrible things. And yeah. This is, and this is one of them. This and is it's another reason. It's another reason to not give a shit about soccer is that this organization has been letting this happen for decades and just continues yeah. to let it happen. And, you know, in 2030, they're, you know, in, a, in three or four years, they're going to announce whoever has the 2030 World Cup and it's going to be some horrible country that, like, wants to have slaves build all their stadiums for them. Probably us again. Do it in England or something like that. They have soccer stadiums. I yeah. Just... Germany. Anywhere. Oh, hell yeah. But... I won't watch that shit either because uh, fuck soccer. Anyway, that's our episode about the World Cup. And if you're going to come at me on Twitter on the comments saying, yeah, but you watch football. I know. Yeah, football doesn't do all of this. Football's horrible, but I can't stop. And you don't hear about slave labor in football. College football. Well, college football. Yeah, you have to. There's a system of slave labor that gets you to the pros. But yeah. once you get there. Get paid. Paid, baby. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, do we have anything to plug? This is a free episode. Go to patreon.com slash unpops. You can get two bonus episodes of this podcast every goddamn month. And there's a live episode of What in the World, June 30th at the Hollywood Hotel. That's the last Saturday of this month, uh, 9 p.m. Come out to that. Brett? Check out my free podcast, Hey Julie, about Woo! Big Brother, the CBS <laughs> reality television show. The only reality television show I watch other than... Great British Bake Off or whatever that show is called. It's fantastic. Zumbo's Just Desserts. Is Zumbo's great. is too too much. Too it's too five minutes. Yeah, it's too too turnt for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, give that a listen if you're into if it's if you're bored in the summer and you want to just catch up with a stupid reality show. Whatever, just me and me just being silly about a stupid show. Hey Julie, it's on wherever podcasts are sold. Wherever wherever podcasts are. All right. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>